Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hey, folks. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you all about the brand new Therapy Gecko merch drop that has just commenced on my website, www.therapygecko.com. We have all new designs for hoodies, T-shirts, and stickers just in time for the holidays. And the stuff looks really cool. It's very high quality. I would show it to you, but this is a podcast, so I don't really know how to do that. But you can head to www.therapygecko.com to see for yourself and support the show and get some very cool gecko swag that I personally guarantee you will look very beautiful in. All right, let's do some calls. Hello. Hi, who is this? My name is Winnie. Uh, how is life, Winnie? Um, it's been okay. I can't say it's the best. I'm kind of, like, enslaved, but, you know, it's You're been enslaved. Right. Yeah. I'd like to call it that for the jokes, but, um, like... You know how there are, like, jokes online where it's, like, people walk into, like, a fast food Chinese restaurant and you see a seven-year-old at that counter. Mm. Like, yeah. Were you the seven-year-old? Oh, that used to be me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it it still kind of is me. I'm just older now, so... Interesting. Yes, it says here that um, you've been working at your family's Chinese restaurant since you were a child. And uh, they have high expectations of you, but never give you time to do the things that you want to do in your life. Mm-hmm. So, so um, are they expecting you to take over the family business? Well, actually, it's more of so, you, like, take, they want me to go to, like, because I'm graduating, um, they want me to go to colleges such as maybe Yale or, like, Harvard, just, like, any big one. And if I don't get into it, they expect me to go into a nearby college so I can still help out. I'm not getting paid for any of this. Okay. Uh, Winnie, what do you want to do with your life? I want to be a graphic designer. And, like, like you know how there are Asian parent stereotypes. My Asian parents are, like, the definition of the stereotypes. They want mm-hmm. me to be maybe a lawyer, doctor, whatever makes a lot of money. And I'm just mm-hmm. here wanting to go into some kind of art. Mm-hmm. So. What is your current ability in graphic design? Actually, I think I'm doing pretty well for myself. I recently did win a art competition. Kind of proud of it. That's awesome. Um, um, like, I so kind of want to go deeper. Huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, please, please go deeper. Okay. I kind of want to go deeper into like, like how really working in a restaurant as a child was for me. Because yeah, I would love to hear that. I see like, because I see online, there's like always people that are like, wow, children are actually doing something with their lives. But I hated it. Um, it was, it was like something that was forced on me that I did not want. Um, I've been working in the rest. So I used to live in China until I was five. And then once I moved to America, I would like, I was already working there right when I moved there. So it was just like this whole thing where like, I could not have a social life. I didn't know how to have a social life as a kid just because of how much work was pushed onto me. Mm -hmm. And people around me just acted normal. And, and like, and like always, Asian parents, they're like, how do I say this? My Asian parents, they are like, they're really judgmental, except it's like when I walk to work one day and one of them, it's like because we've known each other for so long, they treat me as like kind of a coworker, but also a kid. So they have dominance over me, but it's in a casual way, except not really. But, like, if I were to walk into a restaurant one day, the restaurant one day, and I would be wearing, like, something that I do like, I think it's a pretty nice outfit, and one person on there would point out, wow, your outfit is really ugly today. And this statement goes, like, sticks. It's there for, like, a week or two. And then just lowers everything and it low key, mm-hmm. it like I begin to hate my own family. Your your these are this oh. is something that your your you wear this dress and your your parents say to you that it's ugly. Yeah. Mhm. 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 But it's not only a thing of self confidence. I would say like. A lot of stress goes because, like, as a child, I, it was really bad to, like, the point where I wanted to, like, not exactly kill myself or anything, but um, it was, like, I I dreamed of being a regular American. I did not want to be Chinese. Like, I... I'm okay with my nationality right now, but before I, (laughs) I wanted to be like everyone else around me. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you have to go through something really like troubling to like actually think that, especially when you're seven. So. Hmm. Yeah. How is that? How old you were when you started working in the restaurant? Actually, I started working when I was five, but I didn't really have like, like you know, like a self-conscious. Like I could not think, you know, mm-hmm. like I was a kid. But like, when you were in, when you were in middle school and in high school, like, did you? get to hang out with your friends at all or do anything that kind of resembled a normal high school experience or was it a hundred percent working at the restaurant um okay so when i was younger um like back in elementary school like it was it was a hundred percent i it got to the point where like like I said, I had no social life when I was a lot younger. Um, there was like, there was no time for me for anything. And 
like I was basically isolated. It was like I got bullied a moment in my life during that period because I was doing this much. So, mm-hmm. but um, in middle school, it kind of started getting better. They allowed me to um, be late to work with extracurriculars, but there was still not m- many events that I could attend. And like, um, when I got into high school, it it also got a lot less stricter. But it's still like any free time I have, I don't have mm-hmm. anything that's like. extracurricular school related like I it's to the point where like I still try to hang with my friends but yeah so I'm hoping to move to college far away you're hoping to move to college far away okay I want yes I wanted to I wanted to talk about the present for a second um I have a couple of thoughts um tell me about I think we both know that as you are presently now that you're an adult and now that you have the opportunity you know you need to relinquish the control that your parents have over your life and I want to know in your head what if anything the fear surrounding that looks like are you afraid to have a conversation with them about you what you want to do are you afraid to just run away and ghost them completely what if anything in the sphere of taking control of your own life and relinquishing your your parents power over you do you have I mean, are you afraid? I actually, I don't think I'm too afraid of it. I've confronted them about it, saying, like, like I've told them what I want to do with my life, and they're like, okay, but it ends up becoming a lecture in which they lecture me about like how life is hard, and I get it. They're immigrants, like they went through a lot of hardship and I understand that life is hard. It's a lecture that's been given to me multiple times. And now I understand it. They still don't recognize what I say at all. Mm-hmm. Like even though so, they go on a full entire lecture, nothing so, I said is like remembered. So the hard part is going to be like Making your decisions of what you want to do with your life and trying to get yourself to a point where your parents can lecture you and they can say whatever they say, but you know in your gut and your mind what's the right thing for you to do. And the confidence you have in that knowledge and in yourself overrides your desire to go along with what your parents say. To the point where what your parents say mm-hmm. is, is irrelevant. But um, honestly, like I, w- I want to be able to do that, but because... Um, they're, they are pretty old, so I know I've got to, like, support them. My, I have siblings that aren't making much money and barely can live. So, like, I feel like there's a responsibility, but I also know that I want to do something in my life away from them. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel like me telling them, like, sometimes... When I tell them that, oh, I want to go to, like, this state really far away from the state we are in right now, 
And I feel like it's just me trying to escape responsibility. You know, it's difficult because I, I understand yeah. where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from in the sense that you love your family and you feel a responsibility to take care of them. Can I ask how old they are? Um, they're like 40, 50-ish, around okay. that decade. Okay. I understand where that comes from. And, you know, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your life at all. But, you know, when you get one go around on the planet and, um, I think you should feel empowered now that you're an adult to do what you want with your one life. Especially considering that your parents have had you working for them and giving to them for 13 years for free in that restaurant. And you've just given them so much that I I can't imagine in what universe it would be unfair for you now as an adult to go I want to make my own decisions I want to go see the world I want to go do art and I'm willing to take on the responsibility of whether or not I succeed or fail in those ventures but I have to go do it and I, I don't think that would be unfair and I don't think that would be running away from responsibility, especially considering how much you've already given them working in that fucking restaurant. Yeah. And yeah, I know I that's that. and I know that's really scary. Although I although I don't know how you're feeling about it because you seem like you told me that you confronted them and I didn't know that when you were first talking about it. So and that's why I was asking you what your level of fear is around taking that kind of control although I have confronted them I think the really thing like the bigger thing that I'm afraid of is I'm probably gonna run out of money in the middle of everything so like if I were to venture out I think if I were ever to make the decision to venture out I think money is going to be something because we're not the most well off. They're not going to, okay. especially because if I were to just leave them in the dust, basically, mm-hmm. they would not be doing anything for me. Sure. Sure. They wouldn't financially support you. Let me, let me, okay. Let me ask you this. And, um, and I don't know, but, this idea that you have that you're going to run out of money and that you won't be able to make money, what is that idea based off of? Have you have you picked a city and dived into with the re because look, you have the internet, you have Wi Fi, I know this because you're calling me and you're on my stream. Have you gone on the internet? Have you call have you go have you been like, you know what, I want to go to Seattle? And looked on fucking Google Maps at restaurants in Seattle and given them calls or gone on Craigslist and seen seen what odd jobs are there. Like, have you done any research into this plan before coming to that conclusion? Um, I have done a bit, although it's not like... It's more in the general area of where I am going to study. And also, I also take some information from the lectures they gave, my parents gave me. Okay. But it's more like 
Yeah, because I mentioned I was gonna plan to go out of state. I um, going out of state costs a lot of money. Well, well, okay. So we're now we're well. Listen, here's the thing, Winnie. We're talking about two different things now because you're talking about going to college, and I'm talking oh, about, yeah. and I'm just talking about you going to another state and building a new, uh, building an independent life for yourself, which totally does not okay. require you to go to college. You're talking about going to college for graphic design. Yes. Okay. I I have. Again, you go do whatever you want with your life. But in my opinion, if you want to learn fucking Photoshop and art, uh, oh fuck it, I'm gonna tell you what to do with your life. I, I would not, I would not <laughs> go into, I would not go into debt. I would not go into debt. There's a way, like the, un, the okay. Here's the thing, Winnie. The under, the underlying idea behind what you want to do. I want to go into the arts, and I want to move out of state, and I want to establish a life for myself. I very much okay. want you to think of a new version of that plan because because there's a lot of executable versions of that plan that do not require you to be in tens of thousands of dollars of debt to a university. And I want you to consider that idea because... Yeah, I have. You could totally... Move oh. to a new city, find a gig in that city, find some roommates. In the, it'd be difficult, but it's doable. Go to a new city, find a gig in that city, working at a restaurant, get some roommates in a shitty little place. That's your, but it's your fucking place, your room, your rules. You're away from your parents. Do the work at the restaurant, and then when you're not at the restaurant, you go on, you pirate Adobe, you go on YouTube. You learn how to make art, and you start making stuff. You start uploading to Instagram, start uploading to TikTok. You get gigs here and there, and you just kind of grind it yourself without having to get money from your parents, without having to spend a shit ton of money on tuition and all the stuff that you would have to do in college. And I don't know if that's what you want, but I'm just telling you that a, a version of what you a version of what it sounds like you desire exists without you having to go to college for it because I think that's a dangerous thing mm -hmm. and I don't usually like to tell people what to do and what not to do but college gets me because it'd be, it'd be a different thing if you did want to do like your parents are telling you to do and go be a lawyer and go be a doctor then yeah you got to go to college but if you want to be in the arts and in graphic design I, I think it's a bad move to go into a whole bunch of debt when you could do that on a much cheaper route from the ground up. What do you think about that? I actually think that's a pretty good idea. But once again, my parents, if I like don't even go to college, they will disown me. Like yeah. I will never see them again. Mm -hmm. Like, they are gone from my life, and that wouldn't be my choice. Because if I want them gone from my life, I want it at least to be my choice. I don't know if he cares. Yeah, it's kind of a weird situation. You know, I, I'm 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 sorry to hear that, Winnie. That makes me very sad that your parents feel that way. Um, and I, I don't have a thing that I can tell you that'll make that not suck. That that really sucks yeah. to hear, but um, I hope th that you do have the courage to go out and live your own life because I think you should. I I I I I I I, I think it fucking sucks that your parents have some condition upon which they want you in their life. That just sucks. That just is this sucky thing that I, I, I don't know what there is that you can do about it. But I hope it doesn't scare you away from in the 
aftermath and dust of that pain really pursuing what it is that you want to do. Yeah. I get that. I, I know you're in a really tough situation, but um, I hope that uh, I hope that you have the courage to do whatever you feel is, is right for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, Winnie, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? No. Have a good rest of the night, Winnie. Thank you for calling and sharing. Mm-hmm. That was a tough situation. That was really tough. I feel I feel I feel really bad for her that her parents have this like conditional love and it's such a fucking hard thing to navigate because it's like it's your fucking mom and dad but yet and and she should totally feel like she has the um agency to do what she wants with her life and it would be a uh, just a waste to like spend it all serving them you know uh, and I, I, I don't know. It's a tough thing to navigate, and I just, I hope. I, I also, I hate the idea that she feels as though the only way for her to achieve what she wants to achieve is to give some institution hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think that's an outdated thing. Um, and I don't know, man. I hope, she, I hope she makes it work. I hope she makes it work with, with what she's got, and uh, you know, I feel for her and. Uh, I appreciate her sharing. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, what's going on with you? Oh, not much, man. I saw you at your the Denver show. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Phenomenal job. Thanks, I, uh, man. I asked you to try on your gecko, gecko hat. Oh, shit. You know what? Okay. Actually, Mark29 from Colorado, I remember you. Okay, all right, I'm going to tell you well, something here. All right, so you, I remember you because you went to the Denver show and I met you when I did my meet and greet afterwards. And um, you told me that you wanted to come on stage and tell a story about the time that you made a fake online bakery selling fake muffins. This is correct? This is you? Yeah, yeah, more more or less. Yeah, so I, I just saw you went live earlier and I wanted to give you a call uh-huh. and maybe tell you a little bit about that time. Yeah, and it's funny because right when you walked away, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And I was like, you should call in with it. And normally when I say that and you walk away, I'm thinking to myself, I'm never going to hear from that guy ever again. But we're here. We're actually on the podcast and you actually did call in. And now I actually can hear this story. Yeah, this is the first time I've actually tried to call in. I've watched for a long time, but like hoping it worked out at the show. But I'm glad to tell you this story. So... I woke up one day, I was just like thinking like, man, it would be really like cool to own a bakery just generally. Like that would be an awesome life. Like you'd be so happy selling like baked goods to people. Like everyone is always like pumped whenever they're like, you're not going to be mad eating a cupcake or donut. So I was like, what if I make this post? So I posted on Facebook this post about muffins. I had like eight different flavor options, you know, lemon poppy seed, macadamia nut, you know, banana nut, like all, all the options and tons of payment information. And I was like, is this going to get me in trouble in any way? And it didn't end up like, like I posted it. I didn't think anything was going to happen, but like I was getting calls from my family and people asking if I was okay. I was getting like asked if like I needed money or <laughs> people thought I was selling uh, weed like weed muffins on the internet and i told people i wasn't uh and that i was all fake and people were just super confused and it actually yeah i'm really confused right now yeah i i completely understand uh and so it fueled everyone's fire though because my friends thought it was hilarious so they posted in the comment sections like oh these are the best muffins ever uh you know so people thought it was actually real because there were people commenting about how good they were so a couple of days later, I followed up and like made a post about how it was sold out and thanking everyone. Uh, and someone was like, is this real? And I posted like, it feels real. 
And for months, people were asking me when I went out, uh, like if I could, if I had muffins or uh, they were asking my girlfriend. And it made me think I should start an online business, like a satirical company. It's really involved in like muffins and like just baking and all the ingredients and like have videos about that. And then no muffins ever sold. They're always sold out. Something happened. The, the ingredients were stolen. The truck flipped on the interstate, just something like that. And all you ever, all I ever sold was T-shirts, and I've never done it, but I've always wanted to. Hmm, it's an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea. Um, I like, you know what I like about it is that you woke up one day, and you decide. Here's what I like about the story: you woke up one day, and you decided that you wanted to run a bakery. And you thought about the things involved in doing that. You thought about, oh, I'd have to own a storefront. I would have to, and here's the kicker, actually bake and sell goods. And you were like, I don't want to do any of that stuff, but I still want to own a bakery. And you didn't let the obstacle of having to actually produce and sell products stop you from doing the store. And I like that. That's very ambitious. I mean, I mean, I feel like we might maybe be in the same situation somewhat because I mean, there's, I mean, there's no way for you to physically be a gecko, but you're putting in the work to try to be a gecko. Oh yeah. We're definitely of the same ilk. But I just like being silly too. Like I like, like you were saying earlier. Like I think it's fun to do stuff that is like not super invasive, but just still be silly and push the envelope. Like mm. I, um, uh, I tried to. I pretended to sneak on a cruise ship once, um, and that got me in a little bit of trouble. But well, let, let, let me ask you this: Did this get you in any kind of trouble? The muffin story did not. It just made people concerned about me and slightly for my mental health, maybe. But I just uh, I just like being silly. But people take Facebook too seriously. If it was on Twitter, it would have been fine. But Facebook, everyone thinks, is way too close to real life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so your friends and family, they thought that you were actually convinced that you ran a bakery. Uh, I think the thing was people were just concerned that I all of a sudden was selling muffins out of the blue on the internet and I might have like be in some financial woe or have some trouble befalling to me or that wasn't doing good Uh, because I went to Thanksgiving uh, like you know six months later and my cousin was like asking me like yeah my mom was like saw you were posted on the internet about selling muffins and was asking like if like you were okay and stuff so has any part of you actually desired to make the muffins? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, mostly because I think it would just be it's it's so fun if the like the idea of like never actually having the muffins, but like being so into it and then just not existing and just like it's kind of just like getting, maybe you can get people behind the idea because then everyone's like, oh yeah, I've had the muffins and everyone's just going to say that and then no one's going to be like, want to ruin the surprise. Oh, listen, they don't exist. It's not real. It's inspiring. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I, I This happened like a year or two ago and I, I still think about creating the company sometimes. Um. Yeah, once I, well, I, again, you know, I feel like the uh, fastest you can go from idea to execution, the better. And you really, uh, mm-hmm. you really kind of drove that home. Yeah. Also, can I ask you what city uh, is like behind you, if you know? I've just been watching and I've just been curious what city it's walking around in. Uh, right now on the visual of this uh, show, this is this is North Dakota. Okay, awesome, awesome. Now, uh, uh, my curiosity, uh, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Mark, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? 
Uh, man, I really appreciate your time and appreciate the project. And, you know, I just like, if you're struggling out there, just keep pushing. Like, you know, that's all you got to do. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. You too, man. Peace. I wonder how many people he just drove completely insane that ordered muffins and never got them. Hey, folks, this episode is sponsored by funlove.com. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online option for therapy with video, voice, and texting chat options with a licensed therapist that can be done completely at your own pace and on your own schedule. You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to sit in traffic. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with one of several therapists on the platform. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find one that works for you, and you can communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. It's never a bad idea to find someone qualified to talk to about your issues and get some guidance on them. Learn to make time for what makes you happy by visiting BetterHelp.com Gecko today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low sugar sodas, and low sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. Liquid Death is bringing death to single-use plastic bottles with their infinitely recyclable cans. Liquid Death also donates a portion of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. You can get free shipping of Liquid Death's Mountain Water, Flavored Spring Water, and Iced Tea 8-Packs with Amazon Prime, or grab a can or a case at your local 7-Eleven, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com slash gecko to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com slash gecko. Liquiddeath.com slash gecko. What's up? Hey, is this Rick? Yeah, this is Rick. What's up, man? Nothing much. Yourself? Ah, just being a gecko, hanging out. I have to pee a little bit, but I think that's going to motivate me with this phone call because I'll have a little bit of something to fight against. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I've probably done some of my best work needing to urinate full bladder. What's going on with you, Rick? So, I mean, a lot's going on with me, but the most pressing issues I'm in real therapy for, but I have like a little bit of a smaller issue in my life. That's just a little bit, embarrassing um so i'm a software engineer at a uh at a pretty big company um microsoft so yeah i have like some some swag you know like some hats and shirts and whatnot from the company that i've gotten purchased whatnot and uh i I get myself in this like little bit of a ego you know like type of uh 
position where like I want to wear like a hat or a shirt that says yeah. Microsoft on it because I don't really have much to my identity, but I want like people to know that I'm a software engineer at Microsoft and, you know, have that be part of me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know if you're the same way. Maybe you go out and you wear a t-shirt oh, yeah. that says therapy gecko on it. You think I don't, you think I don't go out in public with my therapy gecko t-shirt hoping that I'm at the grocery store and somebody is like, you know, uh, somebody points at my shirt and goes, is that therapy gecko? I love that podcast. And I go, yeah, it's pretty great. And then walk away. Like I'm fucking Peter Parker. You think I don't do that? Never happened before. I'm sure you do it. Never happened, but I fucking do it all the time in the hopes that it will. And you fantasize about it. You're in good company, Rick. You're in good company. You're in good company to everyone listening. We all have a little bit of, we all have a little bit of that. I don't think it's a shameful thing. I think it's a human thing. Um, you say that a lot of your identity has been tied up in uh, uh, the fact that you have this cool job. Is that is that accurate? And this is a safe space. I actually love talking about um, this particular thing. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, a lot of my identity is tied up in that. Before that, I don't know, my identity was like, I had a pretty fucked up childhood and I'm, you know, working on that. And, you know, I always just kind of like would gravitate towards like defining my personality by that. And now it's like, oh, well, I actually managed to crawl through college and and get out and get my degree. And now I got this job and that's pretty cool. And now it's transitioned from like childhood trauma to I work at Microsoft Mhm. 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 You know, this is an interesting thing, the whole finding identity through an external thing. And it's something that I am always checking myself about with, you know, what I do. We you know, you mentioned uh the therapy gecko t-shirt thing and you know, look, when I go to I I'm always trying to check myself making sure I'm not uh getting too much of my identity out of what I do. Because I, I know it's a dangerous thing, and I, and I think you know it's a dangerous thing, too, and that's why um, you're calling in about it. I don't think it should be—I don't think you should see it as a shameful thing. I think it's a natural impulse. But, you know, we, we both know it's a dangerous thing it, just in general to get your sense of identity from uh, external things, right? Because, look, you know, you could get fired from your job tomorrow— um, I could get banned off of fucking all of my Instagram for no reason. You know, we, well, uh, everything external going on in our lives could drop in an instant. And then who would we be? Right. So it's it's a it's a fucking not a good thing to tie yourself to things that are not fully within your control. I don't think you should look at it um, from a, a position of shame because, like I said, it's a natural thing. Um, so the, I think the question then becomes, what do you then tie your identity to? Right? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta unlearn. Because it's not the, like a, I'm not like a like a star software engineer at Microsoft. Like uh, I'm doing my job, but like I, I don't know. Like I, it's it's not like it's like. I'm like a good software engineer. I'm just a software engineer, you know? So I wouldn't say that that's my identity. Definitely like liking computers and stuff is part of my identity. Hmm. What gives you self-esteem? Oh, not much. That's something that I'm working on. Right, right, right. You said not much. You said not much, but what, is there anything to start with? Uh, I'm, I'm independent to a degree, not not so much emotionally, but like other than that, like I can get stuff done that I need to. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I like to think that I'm, you know, working on myself and a lot of people aren't. I'm able to like admit places in my life that I've, I've like heavily fucked up and that's, that's hard to do i like all those answers that you are um working on yourself i think that's an important one that's what i'm that's what i'm trying to 
uh, adopt into my philosophy is like, you know, getting self-esteem from the fact that I'm working on it. Uh, I showed up. Yeah, it's like right? a growth mindset type of deal. It's a big like concept in like corporate. You know, <laughs> these are the type of people we want to hire. People who can like learn and grow. But you know, that kind of applies to your life too. No matter how cliche it might sound. Right. Well, it's not even that it's a cliche. It's not even a cliche thing. It's like it's within your control. Again, Microsoft can fire you, but they can't take Absolutely. away you showing up to life every day right i mean that's a good thing to get self-esteem from it's just anything within your control the fact that you try your best and that's the that's i feel like a really good thing to build your your self-esteem on but it's it's hard though because you can get caught up in like judgments and like i did this thing that i know people would think is fucking awful or weird and like i'm trying to move past that but you know, it's just like, it feels like it's haunting me. You know, I, I struggle with, with OCD and ADHD. And, uh, you know, those are two very um, polarizing conditions when it comes to, you know, coping. Because it's like the medication for the ADHD makes the OCD worse. But it's like without that medication, I'm kind of like not very useful of a human being <laughs> when it comes mm -hmm. to like my work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a little bit of a tangent. No, I don't think it's a tangent. Hmm. I'm trying to see what I wanted to say to you just... Oh, God. See, what I wanted to say to you just now was like, you know, you don't have to base all your self-esteem off of your work. But I'm thinking about... Now you got me thinking about myself. Am I basing my self-esteem off of my work? And then if I am... Maybe it's a good place to start for some people. You know, maybe, I don't know, because I do get, you know, it's, it's a really, dude, it's so hard. I, I love this topic because I find it, I find it fucking fascinating because, and I hope I'm not, I hope that me, I'm going to talk about myself for a second. I hope that me talking about myself isn't derailing from you talking about you, but you got me on thinking about this. No, I, it's hard because I, I, I get a lot of self-esteem out of what I do and I like it. It's been, it's been really great. I feel like I can be. Uh, open and honest and express myself on here and I you know see it does it makes me feel good getting positive feedback the fact that people listen to the podcast like I do I get a lot of good feelings and vibes and self-esteem from what I do but in the back of my mind I'm like yeah but it's a fucking external thing and you should you shouldn't get Build your self-esteem from external shit, you know. That's a, that's a one. That's a really one of the, one of my big um, uh, sort of balances I'm trying to find here is to not get so wrapped up in my own identity with my work, but also struggling with well, shit. These these are, I mean, these, I'm getting good feelings from this stuff, and I, as a person lucky enough to be experiencing those good feelings, should be grateful for them in the moment, but not hinge my everything to them. That's kind of how I've landed on it, a little bit. I don't know if if you any of this stuff kind of resonated with you at all, and what you're thinking about in your own life. No, it, it absolutely does. It's kind of like kind of building yourself and, but, but, you know, not mixing together your identity with what you enjoy doing or what you work on so much. Right. Right. So, you know, look, wear your mic. That's the thing. Wear your Microsoft shirt and I'll wear my therapy and, and shirt. Like, I, I, right. I, I, like, I want to be humble about it, you know, like, I know that I'm much, I'm very well off financially, you know, all those things, you know, so it's like, I don't want to be like, oh, haha, I work at Microsoft and like walk into, you know, like, somewhere where people aren't making so much money, because honestly, the value of the work I'm doing is nothing compared to a lot of 
professions that get paid uh eighth of what I get paid to society. Okay. You know, like mm-hmm. the world will go on another day without like like stuff teams. But, you know, social workers, for example, get paid like nothing. Which it, it just isn't fair, but it's yeah, I don't know. I'm just responding to some of the chat a little bit. <laughs> ah, Rick, you son of a bitch. I was reading the chat and people were like saying Rick is in the chat. And I was going to um Ugh. Rick, are you reading Rick, have you been reading the chat this entire call? Uh on and off. Why is that? Okay. Is that against some unspoken rule? Rick, it is it is, it is like absolutely that. against some unspoken rule. Please don't do that. Because it's just it's just distract. You're supposed to be talking to me right now, and you're not doing that. You're look. You're reading. I apologize. Drivel from closing, other people. I am closing my laptop. No, my laptop I was reading it too. Oh well. Okay. Why were you reading the chat? What were you, okay? You know what? Well, fuck it. What What did you see in the chat that you were responding uh, to so uh, passionately? People telling me to get a romantic interest in assuming I don't. I might be in a long-term relationship right now. In fact, I am. Um, you don't, Rick, you don't people, owe them. You don't need to tell. You don't need why. This is the thing is if you're you need getting to a point. Somebody on the Internet saying you need to get a. Uh, a uh, 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 romantic interest and then you feeling like why need to ju- I have one. You need to justify that. I don't know why I'm that so as, defensive. I've always been such a defensive person. Bro, uh, dude, I, dude, it's a natural impulse. That's why that's that's how most people operate. Is what they said. I don't have. Oh, well, yes, I do. I need to let them know, and I understand. I, that's how most. That's how most people respond to that stuff. You don't need to justify yourself to any anything. And I know that you're you're working from a place of 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 insecurity, and I've really marinated in that place myself. And I'm I'm just telling you, you know, you don't need to justify yourself to to anyone, um, Rick. And I I think ultimately what I what I want to say to you is that y- you have. Um, you know, an, an awareness of yourself that I think will help you as you continue on. I've, I myself, and I've spoken to a lot of people and I have friends and stuff who have had uh, uh, insecurity surrounding things. And I know that you will, on an upward trajectory, um, slowly but surely uh get a little bit better with that just take the shame out of it because it's really a natural human impulse and and just don't feel the need to to justify yourself to um anyone saying anything about you on the computer thank you i appreciate that that's something that i i mean growing up on like forums and stuff um (laughs) not having many friends I've always like it's like I learned that lesson it's like don't stop well, what did you spend all that time writing that response for yeah. like what did you accomplish and then it's like now I'm at the point where like I'll start writing a reply on reddit or whatever and then I'll just like press discard because it's like uh what am I doing oh, with yeah. my time right now this is a oh, yeah. waste oh yeah keep 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 um yeah, keep checking yourself on that. I'm doing the same to myself. Uh, even when I see chat comments, I'm like, I want to say something, but I don't. I decide not to say it. Because it's all a distraction. It's all a distraction, Rick. Rick, man, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? I'm glad that you gave um, me the opportunity to talk about this stuff. Because I really, I really do love this subject. And I think about it every day. So I um, appreciate you giving me the space to chat about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just had a quick question for you, Lyle. Hit me. Do you like read up 
on specific modalities of like therapy like do you read into like cbt and dbt and all that type of stuff to prepare for the performance that you give in this awesome show um you know what i haven't i really i haven't like i haven't actually picked up and read through a book because i just don't do that that often um me neither. Or it's, or it's fucking ever. But when I say I don't know why I said that often. I almost I just don't read books. Um, I should. But um, I I had one. I had a couple nights over the past few months where I was like, you know, I should read some shit. And so I read. I did read like a, a like a little basic article about cognitive behavioral therapy. And yep. the way that they described it was interesting. They said it was um. I think the gist of it is um people present you with something and you're trying to get them to see it from a different perspective i think that's what the gist of cognitive behavioral therapy is and when i read about that i was like oh that's kind of a little i'm goddamn in no way shape or form saying that what i do is real therapy but there have been a lot of times on here where, you know, I, I'm trying to help people see stuff from a different perspective a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of what that is. Anyway, that's my long-winded answer to that question. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for calling, Rick. Have a great night. Take care. I'm going to hit you up when I need a discount on Microsoft Word. Because I've been using pages. And you know what? I'll say it. I don't care. What people think, I don't care if, you know, this negatively affects, you know, any any big, big time dollar sign brand deals Apple wants to do in the future. Pages, you can have me on record saying this, I, you know, take your phone cameras out. Not a fan of pages. Not a fan of pages. I used to have a, a Microsoft Office license. I don't know where it is anymore, and so I've been using pages instead of... Word, and I miss Word. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer, like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Factor Meals. I'm actually a huge fan of Factor, and it's been a large part of my weight loss journey this year. I've been using them before they sponsored the podcast, and their service is great. I hate cooking so much, and Factor makes it very easy to eat healthy, delicious food that I can whip up in the microwave or the air fryer. I'm a big fan of Factor classics such as the shredded chicken taco bowl, the Indian butter chicken, and who could forget the creamy tomato pork chop. I've been trying to count calories and lose weight and all that stuff, and Factor makes it very easy because the calorie counts and the macros are listed right on the box. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash gecko50 and use the code gecko50 to get 50% off. That's code gecko50 at factormeals.com slash gecko50 for 50% off. Hello. Hello. Hi. This is Lyle. Hi. Yeah, who's this? Wow, this is Harold. What's going on, Harold? How are you? Are you, are you chilling? I'm chilling. Yeah, what do you do when you're chilling? Uh, well, right now I'm just pacing around. Your hold music is intense as fuck, man. That, that shit had me on edge. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's designed to drive people insane. <laughs> I feel very stressed, but now this is peaceful. Um, what's what's stressing you out? Um, well, besides the music, I don't know. Just like things in general, I don't know. I told the call screener what I uh, wanted to talk about. If that's what you're referring to. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you want to talk about? I uh, I can't stop like, pulling out my hair. Kind of bad. Oh. It's like an addiction. Um, I don't think it's necessarily related to stress. It just kind of happens. 
It's like something I don't even think about, but I notice that I'm doing it. But I can't stop. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what do you think is causing you to pull out your hair? Um, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> um, I, not to jump to this too fast. I mean, actually, maybe we should jump to this really fast. Have you spoken to a real therapist about this? Uh, yeah, I just started. Um, I started like a couple weeks ago trying to talk to somebody. It's been like... Okay. Not not that helpful so far. I enjoy the process of like having somebody to talk to weekly, but I don't think I'm really getting anywhere. But it could be just me. So what did your real therapist have to say about this issue? Well, it does have like a name. It's like a thing, which I didn't realize at first. It's like Okay, uh, that's helpful that we, we know what it is. Trichodillomania, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um I don't know. She keeps trying to find like the root cause of it, and I don't know if there. Well, there's got to be something, I guess, but I don't think there's like a trigger that necessarily that I'm noticing. Like, uh, it's got to be stress or something underlying. But I think it's just kind of like, um, like a fidgety action, kind of. Like, I'm not doing it because I'm nervous or anything. It just it's kind of like um, keeps my hands busy, I guess. If I'm not doing anything, I don't know. But now it's like affecting my fucking appearance so it's making me like self-conscious and stuff it's gotten to a pretty bad point Mm -hmm. so is there i mean is there a weird cycle happening where you're stressed that you're pulling your hair and so you're pulling out your hair no not necessarily like i said i don't think it's like stress that's causing it uh it definitely comes out more in that case if i notice some stress but um, like I said, it's more just kind of like an action. To, it like calms me, if that makes any sense. It's weird. It like feels good in a weird way. I know that sounds crazy, but. Hmm. Um, what are you stressed about? Do you have any ideas? Any? Do Can you peg it to anything at all? Um, I don't have much reason to be like directly stressed. I'm pretty laid back. I don't, I'm like a don't worry about it kind of person like i don't know i'm good at managing stressful situations i think it's more Mm -hmm. i think um, uh, i don't know it's like um i guess there's like a vague state of my life i mean i'm in like a weird in-between phase of like school and finding a job and whatnot i'm probably i'm around your age i think so i haven't found something to do quite yet so i think that might be part of it but Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is hard to find uh, something to do. There's all the infinite everything out there. It's hard to narrow it down. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm on a path to be a teacher, so I have something, but I don't know if that's what I actually want to do. And I've gone this okay. far, so I feel kind of stuck. I don't know. What Has your real therapist given you anything to help that's helpful in dealing with this? Uh, she recommended looking at, like, fidget toys like something to just kind of keep me busy keep my mind off of it uh, um, i haven't actually okay. gotten anything like that yet why not what's what's keeping you from doing that i don't know i'm just very bad at like taking action on things the procrastinator mm-hmm. like lack of motivation all that i don't know there's a whole bunch of issues which is why i wanted to start therapy but at the same time i feel like talking to somebody make echo suit is way cooler than like a real therapist when I get anxious, I fidget with my own penis. Oh, okay. That's a new one. Yeah. I, I could. I, I don't know I, if I don't think that would be And better. you know, I've never told anyone that, and now I told it to everyone. Um, <laughs> when I get when I get anxious, I, 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 what I do is I like take. I don't. Know, I can't. I can't. I'm not going to show you, but um, I like take my penis and I like take my foreskin and I push it over my head and then I like almost like you know those fucking oh my god I don't know what they're called but they're like little jello toys that are like oh I think they kind of look like they kind of look like pocket pussies yeah and I almost kind of like fidget with my the head of my penis pushing it in and out (laughs) of my foreskin like it's one of those and that's different Um, from uh like okay okay sorry <laughs> no there's no further thing i guess i'm trying to relate to you in that no no um, it's okay 
Well, here's the tricky part. Here's the tricky part that happens with me is that, like, sometimes I'll be, like, here's where it gets bad. It's like, I'll be in the air, fucking airport or something, and I'll start, yeah, like, getting, well, I'll start getting bored, <laughs> and I'll, like, I'm about to go fidget, like, just out of habit. And then I'm like, oh, sh- I could have been public. I'll get, it'll ruin my life if I'll do that. <laughs> I totally can't do that right now. Um, yeah. So yeah, by that, for, I, I guess the the consequences of my fidget has caused me to stop. Mm. So That's I fair. Guess, I don't like to do mine in public either. So I try to yeah. avoid that. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Ha- I, I'm sorry. I don't have anything better for you than to tell you about playing with my own dick, but I, that's kind of. Oh what no! I have. Honestly, that makes me feel great. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 Okay. We did do, something. Do geckos here. have penises? Can you do it in the suit too, or no? This one does. I do. That's what I'm. Sometimes yeah. I do it. Sometimes, like when I stop the stream, I'll like be fucking around on my phone, and I'm still sitting in the chair, and then I start <laughs> fidgeting with my penis, and I have a split second. Where my heart starts to race, and I'm like, I'm not live right now, am I? And then I check my computer, and I'm not. But I could always forget Ooh. one day. I don't know. Who knows? You could you could just switch websites and make a profit off that instead. <laughs> I like the way you think, Harold. I like the way you think. Uh, is there anything yeah. else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, I guess... I've been going to a lot of shows lately, and if anybody has a chance to listen to King Gizzard and the Lizards, give it a yeah. shot. They're fucking awesome. I saw them at... You would like them, too. Oh, you I did? I think I saw them at... Yeah, I think I saw them at Coachella. Oh, they're awesome, yeah. Yeah, they were cool. I Highly recommend. They have this album with a band called Mild High Club that I also really like. Yep, yep, yep. It's the uh, Brunswick East, yep. Yeah, Sketches of Brunswick East. Go check that out. It's a good album. Uh, thank you for calling, oh, Harold. Yeah. Yeah, it's good talking to you. Peace. You know, at first I was like, should I share the fidgeting with my penis thing? And now that it's out there, I feel good. I maybe that's weird, but it's the truth. I I can no longer hide my shame. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay.